today. A new poll shows an increased lead for Joe Biden. Amy Klobuchar drops out of the VP race to make way for a woman of color. And the Tulsa mayor declares a civil emergency ahead of the Trump rally. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stubergear, host of Stu Does America here on Blaze TV. Thanks for being here, Stu. Thank you. Stu Does Seattle tonight. Check that out. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. It's a disaster for area that. for many, many reasons, and we're going to point out all of them. All right. Well, <laughs> you got to make sure that you are subscribed to Stu Does America on YouTube so that you do not miss Stu Does Seattle. Uh, we are also joined by Brandon Tatum, once again, back in the house. Thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure to have you uh, swing by the studio. And if you have not yet seen Brandon Tatum, I, I feel like I need to call you the Officer Tatum. Whatever you want to call me. That's how everyone, that's how everyone knows you. That's yeah. how, well, the cool kids. Uh, that's how they know you. But if you have not seen Brandon's videos on YouTube, uh, on his Instagram, you, got, you have got to make sure you are subscribed to him as well. Uh, follow him on Instagram. He has got the best videos. And again, the Officer Tatum because he is former LEO. Yes. So I'm sure that you have a very unique perspective on what's going on. Oh, very days. passionate, unique perspective. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little passion coming from this guy. Uh, we have got a lot to get into, uh, so let's get started. A, a new Fox News poll just released. Uh, registered voters say that Joe Biden has widened his lead to 12 percent over President Donald Trump. Now, this is a slight shift uh, from the results in May when the president was trailing Biden by only 8 percent. Now, here's an interesting metric that the president actually uh, is above Joe Biden in, which is enthusiasm, which, if you've ever heard Joe Biden talk, is not surprising. Uh, The poll found that Biden supporters um, were motivated nearly twice as much by fear of Trump as by enthusiasm for Biden, 63 to 31 percent, respectively. So we'll see how that shakes out. In November. Now, the the pollster says negative emotions like fear, anxiety, and anger can be powerful motivators for political participation. Uh, The lack of enthusiasm for Biden, however, does create an opening for Trump to define him as out of touch and not up to the task. Certainly, uh, with the debates coming up, you know, Joe Biden has to like stay on his own two feet and stay awake and also like complete coherent sentences. I'm not sure if he can complete that task. I wouldn't be betting on it, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's an interesting thing. I mean, it's, it's been, uh, it's such a weird year, you know? It's really tough to tell. Uh, you know, people would look back at the polls from 2016, and obviously Hillary Clinton was ahead for a lot of the time. Trump obviously won. Um, you know, if this was a normal year, I would, be, I would be very worried if I were the Donald Trump administration at these polls, because they're not good, frankly. Um, you know, he's down in double digits, not just this poll. There's multiple polls that have him there. This but one he, in Michigan as well yep. shows him down. Well, there's a lot of swing state polls that, mm-hmm. that, look, that look bad. But I think you need to, if we're all being realistic here, we realize what's going on, which is there's a global pandemic. We have riots in the streets. We've never seen anything like this. Uh, we've never lived, no, no one who's alive basically has lived through a pandemic of this size it's totally uh, the, the election hasn't even started yet you know we were at a point where i mean oh, that's when's the last horrifying time? i know it's, it's, about. if you think about it we had a primary and then we just kind of have gone on vacation from politics for the past you know four or five months i mean i mean yeah occasionally he'll mention something but when's the last time donald trump even criticized joe biden 
I, I can't even remember it. Like, yeah. this is not how the election's going to go to the end. Right. When Donald Trump, I think, focuses his, his energy on Joe Biden instead of trying to stop a pandemic, instead of trying to stop, you know, uh, riots in the streets, the, the dynamic of this is going to change. Um, you know, th- there, this is a, uh, people are trying to compare this to previous elections, and you just can't do it. There, mm-hmm. We don't even know if people are going to be voting in person. You know, we've seen uh, primary elections go down where 90 and 95 percent of people are voting by mail. This is a totally unforeseen situation. That being said, that means it's unforeseen. We don't know what's going to happen. And it is it's going to be it's going to be hard work, I think, for Donald Trump to get this over the finish line. The best thing he has going for him is his opponent can't speak. And that is a really good thing to have if you're if you're um, uh, if you're a candidate. But to those numbers, I think, tell the, the real story of where this comes down, which is. This is a, an election about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, what, up to 40 million people go unemployed because of all of this. If 35 million of them are back to work and everything looks like it's coming, you know, the, the numbers are down with, with the pandemic, Donald Trump's going to have a nice road here, I think, to be able to win this thing. If it feels like it does now, people are going to, fair or not, you know, hold him partially at least responsible for this. And if they can hide Joe Biden in a closet for long enough, he may have a chance of actually winning. And so to Stu's point, Brandon, you know, you do look at most most people are going to vote based on the economy, based on how they're doing at that point in time. But then you look at Joe Biden, like you said, you're like, okay, I might not like where the economy's at, but A, I know Donald Trump didn't create that, right? right. That was the coronavirus that came from China. And B, do I really think that this guy who's half asleep, who has no idea where he's at, can do any better? And I feel like that's just kind of the outlier in this year's election, that we just have no idea how that's going to swing. Well, I think people aren't realizing as well is that you are punished. You are shunned if you vote for President Trump, if you even show any enthusiasm publicly. So I think personally, there's a lot of people that even if they're going to vote for President Trump, they're not going to say anything. Yeah. They're not going to go and answer a call of to participate in the poll because you cannot have your name exposed on anything that's associated with President Trump. But when you look at the history, when you look at the president and his uh, signature of the the, the bill that he passed, uh, the police reform bill that he signed, he gave a speech that I think was very compelling. He spoke about all of his accomplishments before this happened. And I think it gives the American people a chance to realize that, you know, President Trump, before the pandemic, before all of this Black Lives Matter foolery has had gone on, he was taking the country in a, a very positive direction. And remember in 2016, when you have politicians who have been there forever mm-hmm. and they've done nothing. Mm-hmm. Remember that when you look at 2020, you're running against an opponent that has been in politics forever and he's accomplished nothing. He can't even speak. He don't even know where he's at. <laughs> he, nobody's enthusiastic. because he, he can't even be enthusiastic about his own campaign. Um, he's not even running his campaign. A lot of people have to realize he's not tweeting like Trump was. Right. This is coming from Trump's heart. This is coming from somebody that uh, Joe Biden has paid. So I think that this is a very interesting election. But I believe that Donald Trump is going to sweep Joe Biden regardless of what the polls say. So you brought up an interesting, an interesting point, which was that a lot of people don't necessarily want to tell a pollster, yes, I'm voting for President Trump. They feel like it gets them shunned. Um, we've covered a lot on on this show in the past, the, the latest studies, polls that have come out that show a rising number of minorities 
who are actually in support of President Donald Trump. And there has been some skepticism on whether or not those polls are accurate. Do you think that there are going to be record numbers of minorities who are coming out? Because I know this is something that you speak about often. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a record number. Now, what that number is, I'm not sure. I always say that after Trump is going to be the real test of time and we're going to see incredible numbers come out um, where black people are dissenting from the Democratic Party. And the reason why that's happening is because people have access to media. They have access to information. They've been locked in the house. Mm -hmm. They don't have to go to work. Now they can really go down the rabbit hole. And I think a lot of African-Americans have seen people like Candace and myself and others who are just consistently speaking the truth revealing that the Democratic Party has done a lot of damaging things to the black community. So I think that over time you'll see more black people being unenthusiastic about Democrats, especially Joe Biden coming out and saying, if you don't vote for me, pretty much you ain't black. I mean, that's if you can't kill your election with that, I don't know what else you're going to do. But, but I think that, that that's a telltale sign that African-American people are going to start um, Focusing on what's best for our community and not necessarily party line. Yeah. Uh, well, Amy Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, speaking of the election, she has apparently she has dropped her name as a contender for vice president uh, to go on Joe Biden's ticket. Now, I think this is just Amy Klobuchar saving face because she knew she was not going to be the candidate. But uh, well, I'll, I'll let you gentlemen uh, insert your thoughts here. Here is Amy Klobuchar last night explaining her reason for dropping out. She just wants to pave the way for a woman of color. Watch. You know, Lawrence, uh, I have never, as you probably know, on many, many shows um, since I endorsed uh, the vice president on that joyful night in Dallas, I've never commented on this process at all. Um, but let me tell you this, after uh, what I've seen in my state, what I've seen across the country, uh, this is a historic moment, and America must seize on this moment. And I truly believe, uh, as I actually told the vice president last night uh, when I called him, uh, that I think this is a moment uh, to put a woman of color on that ticket. And there are so many incredible qualified women. Um, but if you want to heal this nation right now, my party, yes, but our nation, uh, this is sure a hell of a way to do it. Um, and that's just what I think after being through this in my state. Uh, she didn't also mention that Joe Biden has already come out and said specifically that he was going to nominate a woman of color, which would have made her not one of the candidates. So very interesting that she's like, oh, well, what I think is this is just an idea just popped in my head. What if Joe Biden nominates a woman of color instead of me? I'm just going to go ahead and pass the torch. Stu, what are your thoughts? I have many questions for you, Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, first of all, how dare you? Okay. <laughs> That's not uh, a question. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Um, I, uh, this is a profile in courage, as you can see here from Amy <laughs> Gobachar. Uh, she is giving up this thing that she had. I mean, it was hers, it was basically, hers. It except was hers that nobody wanted her. Um, and, I mean, look, her campaign for vice president, I actually think she was within the top three or four at one point. Her term ended in Minnesota um, because, you know, with her news of her excusing the police officer multiple times uh, who was, uh, you know, who was responsible for the George Floyd incident. I mean, she had no chance of getting this nomination from the second that came out. Um, the, the woman of color thing is a cover for her to say, hey, I, I would have won, but I just I decided to give it up because uh, and I know, it, you know, it is. 
I understand how how feelings work. Like people feel warm about things like she's saying. Like I, I think it should be a woman of color. But like you don't pick the vice president of the United States based on genitals and skin color. Like that's a terrible idea. And everyone in the world knows it. It would have been for many, many years. They did not uh, entertain the idea of a person of color in either of those roles. And we now look back and say that was a terrible, terrible idea. It is a bad idea to make decisions based on skin color all the time in all circumstances. This is yet another one. And for some reason, I think because they think the intent of it is good or because the news cycle is in a certain way, it makes it okay. Let's just stop doing it completely. Let's get rid of that idea from our, our collective consciousness. And I would say gender is the same situation. There's, it, it, there is no reason to make those decisions. It's very possible that the best person they have is a woman of color. And if it is, make the choice based on that, not based on the skin color or the genitals. Yeah, Brandon. And so what, and what they're doing here is they're saying, I'm better than black people. Because if you're going to say, well, I need to step aside right. to make room because the black person is not good enough on their own mares yeah, to take this point. position. Yep. And then here's another thing. Well, why don't you move aside as the presidential candidate for a black person? Mm-hmm. Oh, they can't be presidents. Mm-hmm. They can be vice presidents. <laughs> I mean, look at how foolish these individuals are. And I think that this is one of the reasons why black people are waking up and saying, hey, I, I, I get where you're going with this. And this is not cool. And we need to start focusing on who's going to make the country better. But these Democrats are just falling deeper and deeper, trying to be or out woke one another. Mm-hmm. And they're falling deeper into the pit of hypocrisy. And I feel like most people can see it. What are you, what are your thoughts on when she says this is a historic moment and America must seize on this moment because I listen to it and I feel like I think it's a historic moment for a completely different reason than Amy Klobuchar might think that it's a historic moment. What are your thoughts? It's pandering. This is a historic moment that we can pander to the black community to make sure we secure the vote. Right. We only get those once in a lifetime, right? You got Barack Obama. This is a historic moment. We got a black president, even though he did nothing uh, for the black community, in my personal opinion. He did nothing significant. Um, here's another moment. We have an outrage just happened. We have George Floyd that they've made into an angel, which I don't know why. He didn't deserve to die, but the man is not an angel. They have seized this moment. They created chaos. Now they've created a chaotic situation. They say, well, this is our moment where we can now introduce a black person, almost like affirmative action. We can force a black person into this role, not on merits, but on us just choosing them so we can pander and secure the black vote because they know that the black vote is leaving methodically over time. Yeah. Stu, what are your thoughts on on that? Because I and I totally agree with Brandon. I also think it's like, well, this is a historic moment where facts just don't matter anymore. Uh, Statistics don't matter anymore. Here's the thing about moments. Uh, They're here, then they go. And from that point on, they're in history. They're always historic. Every moment is a historic (laughs) moment. It goes away. Um, You know, I think you made a great point there because it's it's this idea of using um, emotional periods to advance longstanding wish, you know, wishes. We see it with the gun debate all the time. When there's a mass shooting, what do they say? I, we, we had this mass shooting. We need to move fast. We need do to move something. fast while the emotion's there. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't make good decisions when you're emotional. Um, and, you know, that's not to, like, look, we all know that they, they, you know, the Democrats, whoever they put in that spot is probably going to suck, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, like, you know, you, there, there are many qualified people of color and, and all of this there. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with locking up that vote. It, it, they don't they don't care who that person is. It's a long term power play. And it's so disingenuous uh, that it's hard to imagine that I think voters are not going to see through that. 
it's one thing to say, um, and maybe you make this decision every single time. You say, oh, well, I just, look, we were looking for the most qualified person, and it happened to be this person. They're not even saying that anymore. They're not even, like, trying to hide the fact that they're picking based on these, like, random characteristics that should make no impact on your decision. Uh, it's it's depressing that that one of the two major parties in this country is straight out admitting they're not picking the best person for a guy, for a person in a role that is you know one breath away from the president of the United States and with Joe Biden I mean yeah. <laughs> good God it's, really, it's almost yeah. a guarantee yeah I really do think this is the most significant vice presidential choice of all time yeah. because Biden is so shaky if they do win. Who knows? This person, there's a good chance. Uh, they're already talking about him as only a one-term president, even if he wins and everything's fine. Uh, I mean, uh, that's uh, I, they do think of this. as You have to think of this person. Is this person the president of the United States in six months after this election? The chances are much further north than they would normally be in a normal election. And that's why it's so important. It really is an important choice. You should not be making it on random physical characteristics. Yeah. All right, we've got a lot more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Keeps. So I'm going to tell you a little story about Kyle and Josh. Yeah, they were both losing their hair, which was no shock since the uh, dreaded male pattern baldness gene ran in their families. Do you hear that, guys? It's a gene. You don't have to be embarrassed about it. It's just a gene. You can't do anything about it. It happens to the best of us. Uh, uh, but here's here's where they differed. Okay, so Kyle kept putting off getting hair loss treatment. He kept losing more hair. But Josh, Josh was the smart one. He went to Keeps to learn how to keep his hair. Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss treatments. Now, these are not only the real deal. They're also generic, so they're going to save you a ton of money. All it takes is a very quick online consultation, which is great for those of you who are still locked away in your houses. You're not allowed to come out if you're like under Gavin Newsom or something. Uh, you're sitting on your couch wondering what to do. Here's what you do. You go to Keeps. You snap a couple pictures of your hair. You have a doctor that evaluates everything and recommends the correct uh, FDA-approved hair loss treatment for you, and then they ship it directly to your door. You can save your hair without even leaving your couch. Right now, we've got half off your first order. Yeah, we got you half off. All you have to do is go to keeps.com slash Y. That is W-H-Y keeps.com slash Y. You will get half off of your first order. Don't wait. Don't keep losing hair. There's no reason to. There's no reason to be embarrassed about it, but we know you're not going to go to the doctor, guys. So just go to keeps, keeps.com slash Y. The mayor of Tulsa has declared a civil emergency and set a curfew ahead of President Trump's first rally since the coronavirus pandemic began. It is tomorrow. Uh, I will be there. So I'm a little bit concerned reading uh, this story. So apparently the mayor warned this. It's not don't worry. It's not you that they're worried about. OK, the mayor said that organized groups involved in, quote, destructive and violent behavior in other states are planning to create unrest for uh, the Tulsa Trump rally. And uh, they just said, we're, we're trying to work on everyone's safety, but we've got to implement a curfew. And um, we're going to continue trying to get word from other law enforcement agencies about all of these organized groups who are coming to create chaos. But uh, I'm getting a little bit nervous here, Stu. <laughs> are you? A nervous. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. Oh. But I mean, a civil emergency yeah. ahead of a rally for the president of the United States. That's where we're at. These are the times that we live in. Uh, it's uh, pretty shocking. I mean, you know, look, this is part of what we do as a country. We're supposed to be able to respect other people's views. We're supposed to be able to have 
uh, gatherings uh, for uh, a campaign. This is very normal. It used to be normal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, look, I think (laughs) President Trump has, uh, he sets off something in uh, about half the country. Uh, that makes them completely insane. He presses an insane <laughs> button. They all go nuts. Uh, you know, I really don't understand it. People react to him um, like I've never seen anyone re- react to another human being in my entire life. The and greatest part, constant. though, is that, like, he knows. Oh, yeah. He, he knows, knows exactly yeah. what he's doing uh, when he tweets and sets them off, mm-hmm. which makes it all the more brilliant. He does. And, the, and, and look, look, this is above that line, right? Like, the media is crazy. They, they are... Uh, you know, upset at him all the time. This is this is you know violence, and this is uh, destruction of property. This is putting people's lives in danger. We've had you know, I think the last count I saw from Fox News was something like 17 people had died in all of these riots and rallies all across the country. Uh, this is that's a, we should note that's a lot more that were killed than in the George Floyd and attack, one. which was one. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, how many people is it worth for you guys to go out there mm-hmm. and, and and do these things? I, you know, I, I, it it seems to me in, to be completely nuts when you get to those fringes, and the fact that we don't have a hundred percent unanimous uh, uh, calling for that sort of stuff to end. Separate from the marches or the rallies, which should probably end for other reasons. But that stuff, it it was never, I never saw anyone agree with that before. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always been off limits, no matter what your opinion is, until now. Because uh, the insane button has made them insane. And we continue to go down that road, and it's a scary road. Yeah. Brandon, 10 p.m. curfew. I don't see these organized groups obeying a 10 p.m. curfew. Yeah, I mean, why would they obey a curfew when they don't care about vandalizing and committing arson, which is felonious crimes? So they don't care about a curfew either. But I think it's brilliant by President Trump to actually do this. Initially, he was going to do it on Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. And then he decided to switch the date because he felt like he was responding to the black people who supported him, which I don't know how true any of that is, but I know it's good for marketing (laughs) because everybody's talking about Trump coming to Oklahoma. I think it's significant. I think he's getting the coverage that he wants. But I wish that people would stand up and call these groups what they really are. They should have said the threat from Black Lives Matter and Antifa. In my personal opinion, I think they're both domestic terrorist groups. When you are using force to push a political agenda, you are a domestic terrorist group. You are acting in terrorism. And they have, like you said, killed more people in the protests than the police department has killed. (laughs) So who's more dangerous here? Exactly. How are you equating that you are coming out to be in solidarity, to fight against police brutality, and you are more brutal against black people than the police department all around the country in only, what, a month? Mm -hmm. So I I think that it's it's a plus for President Trump. I really hope that the local police departments, county and state police actually use force against individuals who are going to thwart the constitutional right for individuals in this country to gather and to at least hear what the president has to say. Yeah. And you know who uh, the uh, who a curfew really helps other than people who don't want their buildings to burn down um, uh, the peaceful protester. Because if you are a peaceful protester and there's a curfew at 10, you make sure you're out of there before 10. Yeah. Everyone who's left after 10, we know isn't a peaceful protester. Right. It's a yeah. really easy line for police to draw and say, okay, these people are here to do harm. Uh, the people who, because we, look, there have been, 
this hasn't been you know, covered a lot, even by the left-wing media. There have been hundreds of protests that have been completely peaceful and totally fine. I might not agree with all of their opinions. You know, we've had them in small towns all around here. Which there's been absolutely no problems with them whatsoever. There have been a lot of really bad ones, though, <laughs> and those lines need to be drawn. We absolutely encourage people to, ex- you know, to execute their their uh, their constitutional rights, whether it's supporting their candidate in Tulsa or if it's saying, you know what, I think that candidate sucks in Tulsa. That's totally your right in this country. It's not your right to be burning things down. It's not your right to break windows. And with a curfew, it's just a nice, easy line for police because anybody who's out there is already breaking the rules. Uh, it makes it very easy. If you want to, if you're a family and you say, you know what, I have my kids out here, we're protesting, fine. Get them in by 930. That's, that's, that's plenty of time. Right, right. From, the police, from the police perspective, yeah. it's a predetermined dispersal order. So when the police come out and do a dispersal order, that means everybody needs to leave. Mm-hmm. And the people who are left behind, like we saw in Charlottesville and other places, are people who want to fight. Mm-hmm. And so they predetermined it. Hopefully people will listen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rioting and burning things down, uh, there were rioters who burned an American flag on top of a statue of George Washington in Portland last night before destroying the statue entirely and tearing it down. Those of you who are watching on television, you can see... Uh, you see a burning right there. They wrote genocidal colonist on the side of the uh, the statue. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things, Brandon. <laughs> this is like, what, what is with the burning and the, dis- the destruction of statues? I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. They're not getting anything done. I mean, who cares? Why didn't you guys get mad at these statues 100 years ago? Yeah. I mean, now yeah. all of a sudden they, they are a problem. And by burning them, somehow you're going to delete history. You're going to delete what these individuals stood for. I think it's completely crazy. And I may, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think that burning the American flag should be a crime. Really? You cannot deface and burn money. Yeah. And I feel like the American flag is more valuable. And I, and I feel like it sends a signal that's inappropriate. If you want to protest the flag, you can protest or whatever you want to do. But when you begin to deface and burn something that means so much to this country, a fabric that has brought us together, that continues to move us forward in history, I think personally, I think it's a bad idea to do that. And I think people shouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah. Still, what are your thoughts? Because if you feel like you're, if you try to erase history, how can you learn from it? If yeah. you've just completely erased it right. from anyone's mind. You can't. And you, these people really need to learn history. <laughs> yeah. So this is not, they should not be tearing anything down. Um, I, I think, first of all, if you're going to paint spray paint on the side of the statue, get a word you can fit. And you don't need to hyphenate. <laughs> no, I Geno hyphen I mean, it just looks stupid, right? You missed miss the point. Uh, I also say, like, I mean, you're talking about knowing history. I mean, they, 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 they were trashing a, a, a statue of Matha- Matthias Baldwin, who is a guy who not only was an abolitionist from the beginning, but was a guy that took his own money to build a school to teach African-Americans and, to, uh, and, and spent his own money paying all the teachers. I mean, he, this guy is an absolute hero uh, to the black community. He should be. Mm-hmm. Of course, they don't know his name. And, the, and of course, it was, you know, it was a bunch of white people who tore the statue down anyway. Um, <laughs> and it makes tons of sense. Um, I, you know, it is one of these things where uh, I think we get past this. This is, this is nonsensical land, right? George Washington, you could say a lot of things about him. He was not, not a perfect person. Of course, he did things that, by judging by our standards today, would, would of course look bad. So did literally everyone else living at that exactly. time. Exactly. Everybody. Black right? and white. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It was a totally different world with totally different rules, with totally different expectations. You look at George Washington as a whole. I mean, the guy brought the greatest civilization in history uh, to the forefront. 
He was he's an absolute American hero. And he was the type of person who actually turned down government power. No, no wonder the left doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a lot more uh, to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Laurel Springs. So uh, if, if you have listened or watched for some time, you know, my son is my world. I love him to death. But uh, the whole like homeschooling thing that we had to do at the end of the year, that is not that's not something that I ever care to repeat. It's not something that I wish on my worst enemy. Uh, it was not it was not a bonding experience. I saw in all these moms groups, these women were like, aren't you just enjoying all the extra time your kids are having at home? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not enjoying it, actually, Nancy. Okay, I'm not enjoying it. Uh, so it's times like those that have really inspired me and should inspire you if you are in, were in my position a month or so ago to check out Laurel Springs. Now, uh, online ner- learning, it might be new for your family, but Laurel Springs has got this covered. They have been doing it for almost 30 years. They are experts in online learning, and they have the tools and the curriculum. Your kid needs to maintain their learning unhindered by whatever the future holds. Pandemics, they got it, all right? They've got it covered so you don't have to. They've got very flexible learning programs. Uh, They've got K through 12th grade that they offer, and they are challenging and diverse courses. They include summer courses as well for those of you who are interested. And Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, which means uh, their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. You got to look into it. All right. You don't know what your state's going to do. There are a bunch of states who have come out and said that they like, well, we might be wearing masks all school year. Well, we might be going to. I mean, you can't plan for this stuff with the school districts. You got to look into Laurel Springs today. Go to laurelsprings.com slash Y. That's W-H-Y. If you do that, you will receive a waived registration fee. It is laurelsprings.com slash Y. Save your sanity, moms. Laurelsprings.com slash Y. Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy uh, just suggested during a church service that one way for white people to atone for racism in the United States is to shine the shoes of black people to express their, quote, shame. Yes, I'm not kidding. This is a real news story. Uh, he said so in the, this was in a televised discussion. It was at Atlanta's Passion City Church, and uh, he sat down with uh, the pastor of the church and rapper Lecrae, I think is how you say it, to engage in what the church described as an open and honest conversation around how racism has plagued the city for generations and how they can confront it head on. He said, I invite folks to just put some words to action here. Uh, If we need to find somebody that needs to have their shoes shined, we need to just go right on over and shine their shoes. And whether they got tennis shoes on or not, maybe they got sandals on, it really doesn't matter. But there's a time to give at which we need to have, you know, some personal action here. Maybe we need to give them a hug too, which is really great advice if you are like very strict with coronavirus <laughs> social distancing <laughs> guidelines. Um, now, Brandon, I, I want to go to you first on this. Uh, you know, you could think maybe had the news not come out of all of these white people literally shining, washing people, black people's feet, right? You could say, well, it's just a metaphor, maybe. I think he's just giving just like this beautiful flowery metaphor. 
except for the fact that we have seen that that is not actually what's happening. We are having white people literally wash the feet of people of color, of black people. So I, I have to take him at his word here that he, he really wants to shine black people's shoes. Well, I hope no white person run into me and take that advice because I'm going to say, <laughs> you better get away from me trying to wipe my feet, okay? And I don't know what Bible they're reading out of because how in the world can you repent or atone for sins that you did not commit? Yeah. How is God going to forgive you for something you didn't do wrong? And how are you going to ask for forgiveness from somebody when you never experienced the wrongdoing? It is absolutely asinine for these pastors, pastors to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And then they want to blame uh, white privilege and systemic racism uh, for the for the ailments of the community. Well, you believe in God, don't you? The God that created the heavens and the earth. You telling me that you cannot be the activism or the uh, people who are doing things in your own community. You are not praying for people in your community. God is not healing anymore. I mean, what God are these people serving? And it bothers me to no end that we have these pastors and we have Lecrae, who is this fake rapper. He hates President Trump. and he It, it just gets to me. We have these individuals coming out talking big and they're using God as leverage. And I think that is wrong. And I think that's sinful. Yeah, still. Uh, totally agree. I mean, you know, collectivism is racism. Racism is collectivism, mm -hmm. you know, and that is something that people don't look at that. They see it. Oh, well, the racism is bad. I, uh, Eric July was on one day and he was talking about how, you know, people look at these things, these incidents that happen with, uh, you know, with racist supposed violence, depending on what, what the incident is. And he always says, you know what, we need to focus on the statism and the racism as well. Right. These are two different things. Collectivism is important. Are you an individual or are you a representative of a group? Right. I Show, hold zero shame for what people did before I was born that happened to be white. Mm. I don't think of myself that way. That's not, I don't, it's zero percent of my identity that I'm white. I honestly just don't care about it at all. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I just, I, I don't think that's the way you should think about that. Um, you know, Spoken like someone with true white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> is that true? I guess that's supposed to be true. Um, it, it is, it's not, I, I don't think of, I don't think that's the way America was built. Yeah. America was built on individualism. Like one of the big innovations we had in this country was that you didn't hold the debts of your parents. You didn't hold, you weren't irresponsible for the sins of your relatives, let alone people you don't even know. I mean, white, white people, are, there's a lot of them are really annoying. You know, I got, I, got news for, I got news for everybody here. A lot of them suck. Uh, so, you know, like, it's just like every other race, right? That's what it is. I'm not responsible for some guy who came over here that I, none of my even relatives even knew that were states and states away hundreds of years ago. It's ridiculous. And even if someone does something today that is overtly racist in Minnesota, I mean, we still don't know if that was racism caused. We do know that it was wrong, I, you know, at least in my opinion. But it's like, that has nothing to do with me. It also has nothing to do with any other officers. You know, cops and live PD get canceled. Why? Because they hold the same profession as the guy who did something wrong? These are insane standards. They're standards that we eliminated when we created this country, and now we're going back to them like insane people. It doesn't so, make any sense. Here's the hypocrisy that I want to point out real quick. If you look at the last, I don't know, several decades, the leading cause of death for young black people in this country are being murdered by other black people. 93% black on black crime. Chicago, Illinois, the last two years, they've had over 300 murders of African Americans. They're up 200% in deaths from black on black crime this year, mm -hmm. and they've killed zero black people unarmed in the last two years in Chicago alone. So if you want to be consistent with atoning for the sins of your ancestors, we should be Black people should be going and washing the feet of other black people because of all the death and destruction that have been caused by other black people in these communities. And I'm saying this because I have family members who are currently in prison right now 
for doing injustice to other black people, shooting, selling drugs. And I love them, but they were wrong. And if you want to go to contemporary history, things that have happened more recently that we can actually see effects for them. Other African-Americans need to give reparations to black people. And if you want to start washing feet, you need to start washing other black people's feet because that's what a problem is. You may have talked about the story um, last week, but there was a 19-year-old protester in Florida. She went out to a rally, and she was uh, protesting the death of George Floyd, uh, trying to make a difference, um, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, and she, after the rally, left, uh, was talking to some guy, wound up being um, sexually uh, assaulted, and then murdered um, and died. A 19-year-old who went out uh, for one of these rallies. Um, and it wasn't a white cop that killed her. It was an, another African-American. Does that make any difference? No. But, like, that's the problem here is if you don't understand uh, uh, what you're protesting, the protest makes no difference. I keep saying this, and it's like this should be obvious. Learn, then protest in that order. Exactly. Right. Right. Understand that the police are not uh, – there's no epidemic of police violence towards black people or really anybody else. You can disagree with individual things, and that's what I keep coming back to with George Floyd. He was an individual, an individual who seemed, he was wronged, yeah. and that is something to be really pissed off about. You don't need to make this giant societal point that all cops are bad or that there's, a, there's a, an epidemic of violence against black people by police officers. These things are not supported by facts, and if you just go out and protest without any of this knowledge – what what's the purpose? You're just risking your life in the middle of a pandemic at that point, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, also, if you uh, believe that black lives matter, you probably should be paying attention to all of the black lives that are aborted every year. <laughs> Facts. Back in a minute. Facts. That's nuts. That's a, yeah. Yeah. Like, how many millions more? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Governor Gavin Newsom of California ordered that all Californians wear a mask in public areas and high risk places to stop the spread of coronavirus. He just issued this order yesterday. Um, it's interesting because we didn't hear about coronavirus for a while with all of these protests, rioting, mm -hmm. looting, mm -hmm. uh, large gatherings. No word about coronavirus and how deadly it was and how all of these people were killing grandma. But. I digress. Now that there's a Trump rally, we're back to it. Uh, so Newsom said, simply put, we are seeing too many people with faces uncovered, putting at risk the real progress we have made in fighting the disease. Uh, and you've got to wear your face. You've got to wear a face covering, wash your hands and practice physical distancing. Um, Brandon, I know you were saying that in Arizona, where you're from, they are they have they already implemented this as Not well? Not yet. I don't believe they've done it yet, but okay, they're going to try. They're going to but try. regardless, I don't care. So <laughs> I won't even know when they implement it because I'm not doing They're it. They're not going to so do it. They can forget about it. <laughs> well, what are, so what, like, I see this and I'm just like, we're going to look back at this in history. Well, the history books might not reflect it. It depends on who's writing We're going to burn books. these books. <laughs> it depends on who's writing the history books. But we're going to look back at this and be like, this was the biggest farce as far as taking something and looking at how, how many people it affects and the public policies we're implementing because of it, and it's going to be the biggest farce in like American history. Yeah, and or I, one of them. I think people should be held accountable for it too. Yeah. You know how many people have lost their jobs? How yeah. many people have lost their lives? Mm -hmm. People have committed suicide over this stuff. And in the state of Arizona, we have seven million people that live in the state of Arizona. I think we have maybe a thousand deaths. Two thirds of those deaths are in um, uh, nursing, nursing homes, homes yeah. and then 
the majority of the other third of those deaths are on reservations where people don't even have running water. They don't have good health care and all of the above. Majority of the people in the, in the state are not going to die from COVID-19. They've already proven this around the country. They've been lying about testing. They, they say people have COVID-19 who died in traffic accidents just because they have the COVID virus in their body. This is a farce. And I'll tell you this, the same people that saying defund the police, we don't need the police department, are now going to call on the police to implement the enforcement of masks, which I think are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not going to wear a mask. And I don't know why they they want to make us. And I'll make this last point. Um, I think that it's cool to make a suggestion. That's yeah. fine. Right. If right. the governor say, let me give right. you some pointers, this will help you. Yeah. We are free people. If I want to get sick, just let me get sick. Right. And if I, I'm paying taxes and stuff, so if the hospital is wrong, then let me, I pay my insurance. Yeah. Let me get in the hospital and get treated if that's what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, he, he does bring up a good point because we, we are free people. So if you are that scared of the virus, you, you can protect yourself and stay inside. Yeah. And I, you know, look, I think there's a lot of, I think the su- suggestion thing is a really strong thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of how Trump honestly had ran the entire response. I yeah. mean, he made a lot yep. of suggestions. He never, they never mandated a federal stay at home order. He said, stay at home for six weeks. Let's, we got to get some stuff ready. Which by the way, look, the same people calling him a fascist were encouraging him encouraging to, it. Yeah. to do that. It's, it's such a strange, <laughs> such a strange world we live in. Um, you know, I think like, you know, as the, uh, the new uh, doctor's office of Dr. Sarah and Dr. Stu, as yes. we've been saying on this program for yeah. a while the outdoor stuff seems really really strong right like i mean we we're gonna see if we don't see anything in the next couple weeks from from all these rallies we can pretty much be i mean let's open up the football stadiums i mean let's go for it anything outside i think we're we're pretty safe um i think you're right like you know if if something like this is going to happen advice is a really good way of doing it in the united states of america if we live in china yes they're going to weld us into our apartment buildings that's not what we do here you know i mean i think it's it's a sensible thing to say i mean there was this new study that came out uh, relatively recently uh, um, among the military that showed that the masks did do a pretty good job at lowering the infection rate among the military, and they were all in the confined area. If I can remember the uh, the, the story, I would I would give you the, the location. But like, what didn't really help was constant washing of hands, and, and the masks worked better than social distancing. Huh. Six months or three months ago, they were telling us the exact opposite: just social distance and don't wear masks is not going to help you at all. Yeah. And that's why people are skeptical, I think, over these things. You know, look, if it comes down to a point, I think American people are, are going to be evidence based on this stuff. You didn't need to tell the American people that they should probably not be running out into tight bars in concerts uh, right next to each other indoors because they were pretty freaked out about it at the Mm -hmm. time. Once, now that we're past this and the, the cases have gone, um, and I don't want to say we're past this, that's not the right way of framing it, but like you see in New York City where it was really, really bad, there was not a lot of trouble telling people to stay inside and wear masks. Right. When you're in Idaho and they've had like four cases over the past four months, it's a different story. You can't you just let people under, understand the risk, give them good, reliable information that you don't change every two weeks, and they'll make good decisions. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. It's way too much to ask of the government, though. It is. I realize that it as is. I'm saying it, it's it never going to happen. No, no, no they, they never. All right, yesterday's poll, which conservative justice on the Supreme Court do you trust the least? 
to uphold the Constitution. Great. Good on you, Justice Roberts. You won this <laughs> poll. Uh, 82, almost 83% of you oh, said wow. Justice Roberts. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. It's a solid Justice poll with a, with a very uh, reliable and true result. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't even like that Justice Thomas was included on the poll. I know. Like, I, I, know. I, I would rather put Alito in there, although he's been great lately. Um, but yeah, they, they, that this one's I not even like close. Justice Thomas was used as like a control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, control wait, how is he? But I mean, like, look, I, Kavanaugh, I know, 5.9. Uh, come on, he should not be ahead of Kavanaugh. I know. Thomas is the best. Uh, he's the most important person in the nation, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, a singular individual in the nation is, is Clarence Thomas. He must be kept alive forever. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the other <laughs> side. Uh, all right. Today's poll. Sh- this is a weird one. Should Juneteenth be a national holiday? Yes or no? I'm fine with I actually like the idea of celebrating the end of slavery. I think it's a great <laughs> I think it's a great idea right, to right, point right. out like the worst government program in history went away. Great. The name Juneteenth is terrible. It's true. It is the Patagonian toothfish of of, of holiday names. We need to Chilean sea bass it yeah. and make it into a good name. Juneteenth is like someone screwed up. That it's is right. You don't even know. I mean, even young people who are not aware of what Juneteenth is, it didn't even have a structure in the name of yeah. Juneteenth. And then, you know, slavery was already over before this experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Years, right? so that's yeah. not even... It's not even connected. Yeah. And so I, I, I just really don't think that that's a good, and it should be a national holiday, yeah. that specific purpose in Galveston, Texas, as a result of people being notified. That's bad PR. That's really bad PR. Uh, don't forget, you got to follow Brandon Tatum, co-founder of Blexit. You can find him at The Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum. Yes. The I'm Officer Tatum. Media. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.